Good morning, everybody. This is David Varen with another episode of Percussion Beginnings. Last time we talked about uh, technique with marching snare drum, and we're just going to keep on going from that foundation. So again, these are basic things to get you started, um, and hopefully we'll get into some more uh, beefy things uh, later on. So um, today I want to talk about things like tone production. A lot of times uh, if you start snare drum and you don't know where to go, then you just kind of go out and do things. You don't really think about uh, the nuances and the things that really make a good drum line uh, what it is. Um, I know that I didn't when I first started, and it wasn't until years later that I really started to get the concepts. And now I'm recently just really starting to feel comfortable and confident with my own playing. So uh, let's talk about things like tone production. Um, there are things that actually get, that actually uh, factor in to this concept of tone production, but you should always be listening to what it is that you're playing. Now the funny thing is it wasn't until about my, well, I'm not gonna say when, but it was a long time before someone even told me that I needed to listen to myself as I was playing because um, uh, I might have been like some of you all where you're looking at the notes, you're playing it, you're making sure that you're doing it and you wanna play fast and everything and you're just totally oblivious to the sounds that you're creating. However, musicians are what I always teach um, architects of sounds. We hear what it is that uh, is supposed to be produced and then we produce it the same way that an architect sees what it is that he wants to create and then he gets his materials and then he recreates what he sees in his mind. Well, we hear things and uh, we should always be using our ears because we should be using it to reproduce what it is that we hear in our head so we're creating sounds. So we are architects of sound. So um, as far as tone production, there are basic things that uh, come into play. Number one, tuning. You have to make sure that all of your uh, drums are tuned. Um, all of your drums should be tuned to the same pitch. And yes, uh, even though uh, battery percussion is a non-pitched instrument, you can still get a reference point like with um, concert drums, I like to tune it to a G at the top head. Um, again, as far as marching heads, they're kind of variable, but make sure that you tune them to the same pitch. Make sure that your snares have the exact same level of response. Uh, if you want a very dry sound, make sure that all of them have the same dryness. Uh, if you want a very wet sound, make sure that every snare has the same wetness, so to speak. Um, but we're going to be focusing on um, tone production when, as it involves our hands. So um, the first thing you have to do is make sure that, again, um, you know how much pressure you should be putting the stick on the head to get a certain sound. Um, more than likely, in 99% of cases, both hands will not be playing with the same velocity. If you're right-handed, more than likely you'll be playing harder with your left hand. And if you're left-handed, vice versa. So that's the first thing is you have to make sure that um, each hand is producing the same sound, not necessarily the same velocity with the stick. Um, number two is when you're listening, your goal with everything that you play is evenness, 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 evenness. Uh, my percussion instructor in graduate school told me 
that when you're playing, uh, let's say that you're playing 16th notes. Well, if an audience member were to turn around, the goal is to be where they would not be able to tell which hand that you're playing on. Typically, especially as a beginner, you're going to be right hand heavy. So if you play one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a, then the numbers in the ands would probably be louder. So it'd be one E and a two E and a, like that. So the goal is not to play softer with your right hand. The goal is to play louder with your left hand. Now that's the very general concept. However, there are always, like I said, nuances and there are deeper things that you have to consider. So number one, or number two rather, you have to consider stick heights. In um, marching band, stick heights are critical because um, no matter what you do, if everybody's not playing with the same stick heights, then it's not gonna be clean. But also we have to face it, we have to be honest and realize that marching band is a very visually appealing craft. So um, you must be together as far as how it looks. Uh, otherwise, it just won't be the same. So stick heights. So um, what I always uh, teach is um, I teach three inches, I teach six inches, nine inches, and 12 inches. Um, and of course, naturally, the higher the stick heights, the louder the volume. Uh, so if you're playing soft, uh, then you're going to be playing at three inches. Everybody should be having the exact same height. If you want to even go so far as getting a ruler and making sure that you're doing it at three inches, some people might think that that's actually too much. I think that at a certain level, especially college level and beyond, it's the, different, the difference between a good line and a great line and an outstanding line is the willingness to pay attention to the small details. So even if you were to get a ruler and say, okay, this is three inches, six, nine, 12, then I think that that would be great. And uh, the whole line has to be in agreement. So, and, um, so you have to, for, you have to set your dynamics to those specific stick heights. So you should know what it feels like to play at nine inches. You should know what it feels like to play at six and three. So what I say is you should, for about 10 minutes a day, play 16th notes at three inches, that's it. Then 10 minutes at six, then 10 minutes at nine, then 10 minutes at 12. So that's 40 minutes just working on your sound. But again, that's your foundation that you're building. Now, as you're playing at these inches, you're listening. You are listening and listening to your tone production, making sure that each hand sounds the same. Uh, you're always asking yourself with each note, is that the same as the last note? If not, is it too loud or is it too soft? Is it too loud, then you need to bring the stick height down. If it's too soft, you need to bring the stick height up. And also play in front of a mirror. Always play in front of the mirror because you need to be evaluating every single thing. So that is a huge thing. Now also, with tone production on marching snare, the idea is to get a big, beefy sound. Now, you may have heard some people say things like, you need to play through the head. And if you don't know what that means, and that can be pretty confusing in fact, you might think that that means a dead stroke or a buzz roll, but that's not the case. I'll never forget, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I was either in high school about to graduate or I was just in college and I was just reading, I was always on the internet 
and I was reading uh, articles online because I'm always trying to get better, always trying to learn more. And uh, no one, again, the, the not the running joke, but the theme seems to always be with me, no one ever told me. And so no one ever told me what it means to play through the head. And I remember reading an article and the article said that playing through the head means that you're playing with the exact same velocity at a high stick height, or I'm sorry, you're playing with the exact same velocity at a low stick height as you are with a high stick height. So naturally, I already knew if you're playing at a high stick stick height, you're gonna be throwing the stick down pretty hard because you know that you wanna get a loud sound. But let's say that you're playing at three inches. Well, you should be putting the stick down the exact same velocity as you would be with uh, nine inches. And that really cleared things up. Another thing as far as getting a big beefy sound is make sure that you keep your back fingers nice and firm on the stick because those back fingers are gonna get that really big, big thick sound that you want. So if you're playing concert snare drum, it's all about finesse. Your fulcrum actually even changes. Uh, we haven't gone, gotten to what the fulcrum is, uh, so I'll get into that next time. However, your fulcrum with playing um, marching snare drum is between your thumb and your index finger. And so that's where your primary fulcrum lies. But with concert snare drum, your fulcrum is actually in your middle finger and that's where your hinge is going to be. So make sure that you know you keep your fulcrum set, but then also when playing marching snare drum, keep those back fingers hugging the stick and that's gonna give you a big, fat, beefy sound. So make sure that your stick heights are solid. Make sure that your velocity is consistent to play through the head. Make sure you're listening and making sure that each hand sounds the exact same and then make sure that your fulcrum is pretty much solid and those back fingers are hugging the stick. So do those exercises and now use your ears to, um, to confirm and assure that everything is, um, is sounding solid. If you do that, then your sound will improve in no time. In a matter of weeks or months at the latest, you'll start to hear yourself sounding amazing. So I hope that helps and until next time, Happy practicing.